Alright, boom. So, with this topic, I think it's going to be hard because I think it's all about perspective, you know? Mm. Like, when it comes to creativity, people say that we're not creative and it's not going anywhere. Mm. But there's so much shit coming out every single day. Yeah. Like, we're talking about every new movie every day, TV show keeps expanding, mm. AI is going crazy. Like, so, it's just my perspective. But you know what? That's one of the beautiful things about this topic the fact that creativity can come out of anywhere and you know what usually when you talk about people being creative especially in a school space because that's where i'm mostly in you know people assume if you're not good at the arts or you're not good at like humanities based subjects you're not creative but it's not true because you could be creative in whichever subject so could be a creative mathematician a creative engineer it could be a creative physicist and we've got famous examples of all of those three things so the beauty of the subject is, I think it depends on what your definition of creativity is. Yeah. So the one I work with is usually when I'm, because I go into school, 30 kids in front of me each class, uh, the ability to actually come up with original ideas, uh, someone who thinks outside the box, and you know, just that factor that makes you stand out as a person. So when you see a creative person, you know you know you've got someone yeah. in front of you and i think the reason why i want to do this topic and why it's so important to me as you said as well as we've got so many people coming out that are creative i think due to our schools our household and environment itself creativity is also on its lowest point as well and what that doing is is having a knock-on factor on people going out there in the workforce and not having a passion because they didn't discover what they were actually creative at in school or just in life in general and then you go on to having a job and you didn't because you didn't undiscover that passion or discover it you don't have anyone telling you this is what you're actually good at or this is what you're creative at they go on doing things that they're not even they're not enjoying they're just doing it because they just have to do it so it has a knock-on effect so it's important the way we actually define creativity everyone has a different definition of it you could be creative in any different subject but that's the problem with schools, though. You have mm. to... It's not creative. It's so narrow because you've got one test mm. and there's only a certain amount of questions mm. on that test for you to be learning. So yeah. it's not like you could... Only art and really PE are the only two subjects. So what else is there to be but actually then, exploring what's out but there? But then that's the thing. So when you say art and PE are like the only subjects and then I think about you have physics. English, so sorry, English as well. But. So when I say creative, what I mean is someone who's able to innovate within their field and do things that are well known okay. so let's take example of Elon Musk uh, when he was studying science at school probably thought oh you know he's doing this for an exam and then he ends up being one of the most creative engineers we've seen uh, you look at Stephen Hawking physicist when he was studying physics oh you know writing PhDs this that and then you look at uh, mathematicians Alan Turing the imitation game yeah you know, stuff like that it wouldn't have happened if we didn't have these creative yeah. people in their respective fields so I think the idea is how do you actually define creativity so for me it's coming up with original ideas uh, you know you, when you see a creative person you know you've got someone good in front of you and the reason why i think creativity is important not only because you innovate but because it gives you the edge you know we want all of our children to be creative when we eventually have kids if you eventually become an employer you want to employ someone who's actually creative uh, you know we want our friends to be as creative as possible because i think being a creative person just increases your life chances 
gives you a better chance at doing things, gives you the edge over people. <laughs> and you know, the reason why I chose this topic, so if you don't know, Shaquille basically messages you <laughs> and he says, you know, come on and talk about something that you're passionate about. And, and I said, I said creativity and passion because I think both of those things are so interlinked. Working in a school setting every day, a secondary school, I'm surrounded by creativity, but at the same time, I see it on the down low as well where it is not heading in the right way. So exactly. recently, even before you told me about, you know, coming on here and doing a talk, there was a, I was watching this TED talk from Joseph Gordon-Lewitt, you know, the, the yeah, actor yeah, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Batman. So yeah. that's where I know him from. So from Batman, he played Robin. And he, the title was um, how, it was something about how social media will kill so, your creativity, yeah, something that, like that. that. And he said, you know, the bit that stood out to me, and I think we use it in our everyday life, he said, there's two types of, human emotions or things we want that really take over us so one is paying attention and the other is craving attention and he said the more you crave attention the less creative you become whatever field you're doing and because he's an actor he spoke about it in terms of mm -hmm. acting and then i apply i think you can apply that to everything in life and because i work with kids what i've seen is i think when they're at their youngest that's when they're paying the most attention they act the most creative when they're youngest and then as they grow older you know you realize there's so much social media out there um people focusing on what you're saying and then it becomes a uh, craving attention so i want this sort of attention and that's and what you realize is no amount of attention is enough. ever like is it enough and he gave it to the example of you know gaining followers you think uh, at 1000 i'll be good and that's not enough. Oh, at 10,000, I'll be good. Oh, you know, 100,000, I'll be good. And, you, and it, you always want more yeah. and you feel like you're, you as a person, you are declining, whereas your followers are increasing. Because he's an actor, I think he gave a really good example, which we all could apply. He said, uh, when he reads a script, so this is him being a creative person. When he reads a script, um, he identifies with the script and he thinks, you know, how am I going to play this character out? What oh. information do I need? Or... Uh, you know, what are some of the things I need to include in my acting to actually represent this character? How do I personally yeah, identify? It That's him being the most creative he possibly could to put on a good performance to us. And then he said, when he made a Twitter account and he started gaining followers because of Batman, yeah. when he started reading scripts, he realized instead of thinking about how do I relate to this character, he was thinking, oh, um, what could I do that people will start tweeting about? Or what could I possibly do that will make me start trending? And yeah, in your head, you put scenarios like, what is something funny someone would tweet me and I can reply back and this will go viral. Mm. So he was taking away from his process thinking, this is what I need to do uh, in order to actually do well. And he was taken away from his creative process because he was so influenced by uh, what people are going to say. And I think we all apply that. It's a bit like your podcast here. So when you bring people onto this podcast you're doing it to actually pay attention to what they have to say you're not doing it to get attention <laughs> and so eventually <laughs> what you it. what you find is people coming on you're educating yourself about whatever topics they have to speak about you're broadening your horizon you are becoming a more creative person because you're learning about so many things that you wouldn't necessarily learn about exactly now as opposed to if you were bringing people on here to gain attention People wouldn't want to be on here because they would notice you are trying to take over the spotlight. You're doing things to get views. This is that. So there's a difference between paying attention versus getting attention. And I think I think we see it with kids. So before I became a teacher, I had to observe in a primary school. And in a primary school, 
what I found was I think kids they're not afraid of being wrong so they're natural learners when they're in primary school and because I have nieces and nephews I see all the time you know they will say kids say the dumbest things and <laughs> they don't really care that they've said it they have so no at, fear at that stage they're the most creative so I think when you're a kid you're the most creative is as you grow out is as if you're being educated out of being creative so as you go in the school system, like you said, you know, you study for the sake of an exam. Exactly. You sit the exam and then you're done. But there's more to it. So and I think that's why we need a change of teachers and so on to Shit. actually bring it about. But I think t- uh, kids, they are the most creative because they're not afraid of being wrong. They are there to discover new things. And, you know, what I've noticed is when I'm teaching year sevens, ask a question, all hands go up because, you know, no one cares about being wrong at that age. You know, people say dumb stuff. And then as you go on year nine, year 10, year 11, Ask ask the most simplest questions, and before <laughs> anyone puts their hand up, they think, "Oh, what's this person gonna say about 100%. my answer?" Or, "Oh, what's that person?" Or, "What's the teacher gonna?" And that's you, without you even knowing it. That's you lessening yourself as a creative person, because you're you're already thinking about you know what are people gonna say, and even though you know what you're gonna say is possibly right. You, you or even if you know the answer is 100% right yeah. you're still questioning like oh yeah. there's a slight possibility that is wrong and obviously in your chair you don't oh, think oh that. you know if I don't answer that's me being a less creative person yeah. I'm not discovering what I'm really good at but you don't think like that when you're at it's only afterwards you realise you know shit I don't put my hand yeah, up I should you know, answer the because, question. because of what other people are going to think and you lessen yourself as a creative person sad man yeah but the thing I learned is because we're younger we're actually mm. bored a lot of the time so we're so creative because we're bored. We, we're so bored, we want to make something up mm-hmm. to have fun, to entertain ourselves. Yeah. But now as we're older, we're always entertained. There's so many distractions. There's always something to do. So mm. we don't need to produce something ourselves. We just need to consume something just to keep our mind but, busy. And this is why I think the education system needs to be reformed as well. Because when we're little, I think we're natural learners. You know, yeah. we love learning. We have an innate ability of learning. And I think recently, you know, when I clocked it, um, I was teaching my nieces and nephews how to make a paper airplane. Yeah. So and they're so fascinated by the <laughs> fact that you could have a plain sheet of paper and this make could turn into paper. something that actually flies. And now without me knowing it, there could be a possible engineer sitting there, a potential engineer, uh, someone who actually wants to be a pilot. And, you know, at that stage, I wasn't like, oh, you know, the reason why I'm teaching this so you can grow up and be a pilot is just to give that, give them the insight of, oh, you know, when I was young, I learned how to make a paper. And they're so enthused by it. You know, they love, mm. they love making it. They want to go and try a new thing. And that's them being creative. Whereas if I show, let's say there's a year nine kid who doesn't know how to make paper airplane. I'm like, yo, um, you know, let me teach how... He would just sit there like, oh, okay, is that it? What, the paper flies? Okay, cool, and walk out. Because he's lost that he's lost that passion and that yeah. enthusiasm he would have had when he was a kid. So kids are natural learners, and you either capture them then or you lose it, like you said, because when you grow up, you realise how many distractions there are exactly. in the world and you lose it. But I'm so glad you brought up that paper airplane because mm. it starts off with one plane. You make up one plane like yeah. a jet plane. But then there's so many yeah. planes you can make with that single paper. Yeah. And the that's, that's, that's the creative aspect, endless. right? You show someone how to do one thing and through the one thing, without you knowing it, they go on to do other things from that one thing you've shown them. And that's you being creative as a person. So I'm sure Elon Musk, when he was in class, you know, uh, learned physics in a particular way. His teacher didn't or his professor didn't tell him, you know, you're, gonna, you're learning this so you can go on to make electric cars. That's him being creative and using what he learned to do uh, what he does and that's the idea of it you're at your most creative when you're learning and you need the right people around you to bring that creative desire out of you now if he thought oh what are people going to think if i yeah, if i make worst. this company or if i start making electric cars you know what are people going to think that would have been him lessening his creative process 
not doing what he's actually supposed to be doing. So it's important we don't think, oh, what, what are people are others gonna thinking say? of how? And you know what is ma- it's a bit mad. Just so talking from a Pakistani household, yeah. Uh, I don't know how good your Urdu is, but there's a saying, yeah. And it's like lokya kehenge, and that basically means what are other people gonna say? And Asian parents don't know this yet, but they say that phrase a lot. They're not clocking it, but they're killing the creativeness of their children within the household because of... Oh, they actually told the kids are, that. Yeah, like, what are people going <gasps> to say? So I'll give you an yeah, example, right? Good, and so there's this author, you know, when I was reading his story, it's all, almost as if he was born in an Asian household, yeah. So Where's um, he from? He's, written, from? He's, fr- he's Brazilian, Portuguese. Oh, wow. Uh, he's written The Alchemist. Uh, Paulo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paulo yeah, yeah, yeah. Coelho. I think that's I how you pronounce his name. I still need to finish that book. I got the book I haven't started it But <laughs> anyway that book So when he was younger You know what People know he's an amazing author And he's written these But what they don't know Is his backstory So I randomly came across it Yeah And when he was about 11 years old He's a smart kid You know Which shows for his But he knows He knows his stuff Smart kid So his parents Because they saw the grades He was getting And you know The reports of school He's a bright kid So they wanted him To go on and be You know Your typical engineer Lawyer Whatever Work in a bank Or whatever And then he obviously Broke the news That no I want to be a writer And they were They were a bit confused They were thinking There's no way You're getting Those banging grades And you want to be a writer Like you're going to Waste your life And it got to a level Of extreme where They put him into Like a mental asylum And he was receiving shocks Because they thought Something was wrong with him Swear Yeah they thought something was wrong with him. And it was the typical saying, you know, what are people going to think when you're getting these amazing grades and you're becoming a writer? Right. What are people going to think? And he is an example of someone who obviously stuck to his guns and followed through with his passion and let his creative juices override versus what his parents wanted to yeah. do. And the idea is, you know what it is? He could have listened to his parents and he would have probably been a good lawyer or he probably would have been a good whatever he went for yeah. because he had the grades With to a do good it. salary and... But he ended up following his passion and where his creative juices naturally flow. And look where he is. So, you know, around millions of copies, I think like 49 million copies of the yeah, album. So yeah. translated into like 69 languages, some like crazy stuff. And now I wonder, like, I don't know if his parents were alive to witness that or whether they passed away. But imagine he settled for, you know what, because I'm good at this, let me do this. Or because my parents want me to do it, let me do it. Or what are people going to think where I got all A stars or all nines and I ended up becoming a writer? But you can't let that override what you want to do. And this is why I think creativity is so linked to passion. Because if you don't discover your creativity when you're young, you end up doing a job when you're older that you don't really want to do. You're just doing because you're either good at it because you've got the grades for it, but there's no real passion there. Or your parents told you to do it which is fear out of, you know, what are people going to say? And it's such a big thing in Asian houses. And obviously the parents don't see it as, oh, you know, I'm taking away the creative side of my children. They don't get that. So this is like, you know, the start of the new generation to realize can't be bringing our kids up like that. But it's an issue, you know. You've definitely motivated me to finish this book, though. I'm definitely going to read it now. I need to finish it myself. (laughs) But he's a very good example of someone who, if he had followed through with his parents or, you know, we probably wouldn't have had all these books that he's written and the amount of lives he's actually inspired. So do you think this kind of links towards insecurities from parents um, of what their ch- child is going to represent as yeah, they get older? Because exactly obviously it. they want to show their whole family that, listen, and my child, look at him now, how amazing he is. You know what, with is. A, I, I can't speak for everyone, but Pakistanis especially, it's funny because these same people that they're worrying about, you know, what are they going to say? They're never there for the good times in your life. And then... <laughs> 
why would they care what you're doing? Because once you actually start your job, you know, these people don't care about it. They're living their own lives. It's just the insecurity in your head of, oh, you know, I want my son to be there. And I think it's more about the title rather than what he does. Because, Literally. you know, the assumption is doing creative things is not going to give you the right amount of money or the right status when they don't know actually right now it's a bit like oh don't study music you're not going to be a musician or don't study writing you're not going to be right when these are the things that are popping in the world right now you know you find the right person to get you in with and you start popping. whereas our parents or the generation before is like oh lawyer good money uh banker good money and you know what are you going to do if you're not doing these things become a doctor become an engineer these type of things and it's not wrong to become those type of things if that's your passion mm. do it but I think they, without knowing it, because, you know, they don't know what passion is and what creativity is. Without not. knowing it, they just, with the assumption of what are people going to say, they take away their children. And that's why, you know, when we say depression's on the rise or, uh, you know, people having suicidal thoughts or they're not happy in what they're doing, uh, they, weren't, they weren't discovered at an early age what I was actually good at. And this is the thing. When I talk about passion, why so linked with creativity, it's changed me in the classroom. So when I go in the classroom and I see 30 kids in front of me, instead of looking at them as, you know, another class and 30 kids, what I say, these are 30 undiscovered talents I have in front of me. And it's either going to be me, a different teacher, or maybe their parents who discover a talent. And this will then go on them. to their life profession. <laughs> because what we're having now, you know what, I'm reading a really interesting book and it's by Ken Robinson. He does a lot of work in education. And the book title is The Element, um, How Finding Your Passion Changes Everything. Mm -hmm. So he's all about creativity and passion as well and inspired me to actually do this talk. But he talks about how we're not actually discovering young people's creativity and talents, which means along with the climate crisis of the world, you know, global warming, there's another uh, climate crisis, which is people going into jobs that they're not actually enjoying which is why they end up, you know, a rise in depression, a rise of people dropping out of jobs or a rise of unemployment because people aren't happy doing what they're doing. And I think there, there's two things about this, right? So when you go into work, uh, you're doing something because you're good at it. That's why you're doing it versus you doing something because you have a real passion for it. Now, if you do something because you're good at it, that's not a good enough reason to do it. So you could have good grades and, you know, you know, let's say someone, for example, let's say you, you were good at maths. I think you're good at maths. Yeah, top yeah, set. Now, let's say because you were good at maths, uh, <laughs> yeah. you went on to A-levels doing maths. You went on to uni studying maths. You got your degree. We can conclude you're good at maths. You get maths. You understand maths. Now, you go into a job sector that involves maths. So, you know, you become a banker and whatever. And you're doing it because you're, you're good at it. Because, you know, you've done well at maths. But inside, you know... I don't really enjoy this. You know, maybe I want to do podcasts instead. I don't actually enjoy being a banker. This is boring. I'm only doing it because I'm good at it. And this is something you're going to do till you retire. So totally, you're like 60 something. And I always think as well, you know, after a hard day at work, or, yeah, I wanted to be a teacher all my life, since year 11. Yeah. I sit down after and I'm like, oh, did I, do I really want to do this? And you have those thoughts after you've had like a crappy day at work and you're like, oh, do I really, am I doing this because I'm just good at it? Or am I doing it because, you know, I get a real fulfillment? And so you need to ask yourself, am I doing something because I'm simply good at it? Or am I doing it because I have a real passion for it? And I think what we're finding is a lot of people, if you ask them why they do something, oh, because I had good grades for it. Or because, you know, the uni took me on because I had good grades for it. This was the route I followed. And there's a really good example. So in the book, he talks about this person. And I've forgotten her name. 
So she's this person, and she she uh, he he basically publishes a lot of books. His name's Ken Robinson. He publishes a lot of books, and now he's at a party. This was in the eighties, and he meets this woman who was in charge of publishing his book. And he asks her, you know, how he's she's so good at her job, and he asks her, how did you become a publisher? You know, because he was just interested, and she's in her late thirties, so probably like thirty-eight. And she says, I've only been in this job for about five years. So he asks, you must have been doing something before. How did you end up becoming a publisher? And she says, I used to be playing in concerts in central London and she was a pianist. So she would play the piano in different concerts, paid very well. And, you know, it would be a, re- it would be a full-time job where she's playing. And then he thought to himself, the author of the book, you know, that's a massive change. Going yeah. from someone who plays the piano to now publishing books, you'd say, you know what, if you're good at music and you're freaking playing the piano and making money from it, why would you go into publishing books? And what she said was one night uh, she played the piano, you know, her normal day job. Uh, her and her crew went out on dinner and the conductor of the uh, concert at the time said, you know, um, how did you find today? And she said, you know, it was good. I did my usual thing. Uh, we got, you know, we did what we needed to do and we got out of there. And then he said to her, but did you enjoy it? And then it hit her. She was baffled. She was baffled by, she said, what do you mean did I enjoy it? You know, is what I'm there to yeah. do. Do I need to enjoy it? And he said, you looked like you didn't enjoy it. And that was the turning point in her life where she realized, why am I actually doing this? And you know, what her, her answer was, she grew up in a musical family. So her parents were musicians. Uh, she went on to school uh, being big in music. She went on to uni doing music and then she ended up choosing her life career as a musician. That's another issue we have. Doing things that because our parents were good at or our siblings are doing, you're also pushed into it. Growing up, realizing actually every kid is different. You yeah. need to realize we all have different things. And you know what that story makes me realize? When you start working, life is so fast paced. And if you don't have the right people around you, like that conductor, if he didn't ask her, did you enjoy it? Such a simple question. What if she still remained a concert pianist? And and I always think, do we have the right friends around us to ask ourselves, are you actually doing this because you enjoy it or are you doing it because you have no other things? So it's a bit like your podcast, you know, you could be carrying on doing your real thing. You started this podcast because you realized this is my this is what I want to do this is what I enjoy I get a fulfillment out of exactly whether you're doing it full time or not you're getting there you're trying to make it to a stage where you start doing it full time but you know life especially living in this country is so fast paced where firstly we don't actually have people around us to ask us those questions because no one at our workplace is randomly going to tell you like are you actually because we're all here for the same reason we're trying to make a living secondly you don't have time for yourself to ask yourself that question am I enjoying this and I think we all need to just take a step aside and ask ourselves, am I actually doing this job because I enjoy it? Or am I doing it because I just got the good grades for it? And because I'm assuming everyone who's listening to this is probably slightly young, or maybe some of my students are listening to this <laughs> and they not even haven't, haven't even made a career choice. Yet, but start thinking, you know, what am I really passionate about versus am I doing things because I have the good grades for them or because my family did it and I think I should also do it because... Remember, this is something you're going to do for you're 60 years old. So you might as well make it a thing of, am I getting fulfillment? But the problem is that we want to monetize it quicker. Mm. Like, for example, if you want to start something, if you want to make something, you want to be able to monetize it because you want to end up having a good living standards. Yeah. So we get stopped because, let's say art, for example, to be an artist, to get that certain amount of mm. payment from the art you've created is yeah. going to be a while, a very long time. For this, for example, I'm not getting paid or anything and it's quite expensive to do, mm. but I don't really care because I've, 
I found my passion at the end of the day. Like her, for example, her story, she, I think she stopped because it ended up with her just getting paid. Mm. She didn't do it because she wanted to. It was just, I need money, so I'm going to do piano because yeah. I'm good at it. Mm. But she did like it in the beginning that this, I love this. And mm. I always do this. It's never been for the money or for the money. Yeah. But I think that's the thing. You, When you are a creative person, you always start things up because you you do them for the sake of, you know, I'm not doing this to make a living, but if yeah. I do make a living of it, that's a, that's a bonus. You start it off because it's your real passion. The reason why people give into whatever you start is because they see your passion. So it's a bit like me in the classroom. If I'm there teaching a subject that I claim to love and I'm not showing no real passion for it, the kids are not yeah. going to enjoy that. Like, they're not going to buy into it. The same way if you say podcasts are my thing and I want to do this full time, but you're showing no real passion when you're actually doing the podcast, <laughs> the viewers listening are going to be yeah, like, "Of course, this isn't his thing. You're just doing it because he's there. So I think when you when you are at it when you're at something long enough you, you because you're starting off with the right purpose you're starting off with the right mindset it eventually leads to a thing so it's a bit like when we talk about creativity because you started this podcast off to educate yourself and expose yourself to different views who knows maybe one day you have someone coming on here talking to you and they talk about something which brings a bell in your head and you eventually go in and start a business idea which helps you fund these podcasts because you're not you're bringing people on here to talk about things you don't know about you're not bringing them on here to talk about things you already know yeah, about no so point. maybe one day you bring someone on and you're like oh you know what i really like that idea and has led me so maybe you haven't even unlocked your creative juices yet maybe you need someone coming on here i guess maybe, sorry yeah. it starts as well but it starts with getting yourself out there yeah because you don't know what's out there that's why they recommend traveling because you learn so yeah, much you you're seeing so much, so much around the world that's the thing so when i said i go into a classroom and i see 30 kids yeah. and although they're not all good at my subject what i in the back of my mind so this whole thing's changed the way i teach in the back of my mind i'm like they're good at something we just don't know what they're good at yet because see, you know, that's a good mindset you have to discover it you have to and unless you discover it what you usually find is you know these famous people who make it and then they're giving their speech they usually give a shout out to the one person who a mentor a teacher a family member who discovered what they were good at oh. so you know so this person who went from a pianist to a publisher she would always talk about that conductor who said you know i i clocked you're not enjoying what you're doing i think you should move on to something where you actually enjoy without her without him being in the life you might not have discovered it so maybe if you have someone who comes on here and enlightens something in you you might say you know because of this person I realized why I wanted to do. Or maybe you watch, this is why I love watching TV shows. Something. It makes you realize, oh, you know what? Maybe th that's so interesting. Like criminal <laughs> yeah, psychologism and stuff. Like, that was my second career because I was so in, by watching TV shows growing up, I was like, oh, I love this. So mm. I think just making sure you discourage. So whenever people do rubbish on my subject, just I teach essay-based subjects, yeah. And whenever they do rubbish, I'm like, you know, you done rubbish in my subject. That doesn't mean you're rubbish at everything. And you know what? I remember this. Yeah, this is why I changed my mindset. You know, You're growing up in teacher. school, you know, growing in the school yeah. we went to, especially yeah. And this is life in general. If you're not good at maths, it's assumed you're not. You're generally not good at life. Maths is one of those subjects yeah, where they think well, let's measure this person's intelligence by whether they're good at maths or not. So, and this is it. You know, whenever you go to parents' evening, I always have parents like, oh, yeah, what did he get in maths? And I don't even teach maths, so I don't know why they ask me. But the idea is, if my child is good at maths, then they must be good at everything else. When that's not the case. And that's the thing. Whenever they do rubbish at my stuff, I'm like, yeah, you do rubbish here, but you're good at other things. And you know when I clocked it? So our school recently had a Greece production. So, you know, when you do your final year yeah. production, they chose Greece and they did a musical, yeah. 
and there's these two twins I teach. This is going to be awkward if they end up listening to this. I'll probably make them hear it. There's these two twins, and they're not, they're okay at my subject. They're not that great. They're okay, and they're sitting their GCSEs this year, yeah? Yeah. And on it, so they recently did their mocks, and I marked their mocks, and they weren't that great. But then I went to them, and I saw them perform in Greece, yeah? And I was taken back. I was like, yo, these lot are so good at acting. And I love acting Ooh, because yeah. I watched TV. And I went to them, and I was like, they were like, sir, what did we get in our mocks? And I was like, forget your mocks for now. I saw you perform in Greece and you're bloody amazing. And I said, you know, you need to start getting into acting from now because you clearly have a passion for it. You're good at it. Start discovering it. what you love now because, yeah, you're not good at my subject, but that's not the end of it. I recognize you're amazing at acting and you've got a real art for it. So whereas I could have been like, why are you focusing on your acting when you're doing rubbish yeah. in my subject? Why are you not revising and you're going to rehearse? So it's just about now that person, if she makes it, and I've told her if she makes it, she better remember me. If that, <laughs> if she, she would be like, you know, this teacher, instead of telling me why wasn't I revising or why did I do rubbish in my mock, you know, they actually encourage me to go after what I'm actually good at. And I think this is the key about having the right people around you. So whether you're out of the school setting or you're still in it, you need the right people around you asking you questions such as are you actually enjoying what you're doing have you found your passion stuff like that and this is where you look at your circle of friends and you think are these people actually the right people for are they are they creative people themselves are they doing things themselves that are getting them places or are they bums because then you're, you're not going to get any help there should definitely be more teachers like you yeah. bro wow. wow that's amazing I did, but that's that's why i think we need more discussion on creativity and recognizing that 30 kids in front of you yes they're not good at your subject but they are good at something and recognizing they are good at something we just need to discover what it is but sometimes it's the journey as well when you start it's mm. a long journey to actually get to where you want to go for example she started acting now she's not well i don't know but it's not going to start getting serious for another what five years maybe but and to be prepared for that situation you're going to be going through hell for five years mm. not having a job because you just want to focus on this it's hard for people to actually go through. I think that's the beauty though, isn't it? There's no age for when you actually discover what you're good at because a lot of people, you know, we always see tweets about this. Do you know what it is? Bring, talking about tweets here, this is what I think the issue in society is. I saw a tweet, I think yesterday or two days ago, yeah, and it said all the people who thought they would be married by 21 are like living a sad boy life right mm. now, yeah. I don't know if you saw that tweet. And it made me think, yeah, uh, why do we give marriage the age of 21? And I, I also was like, you know, oh, sh well, snap. Everyone I, did. We, I gave it the age of 21. Do you know what it is? And I, I heard about this, yeah, and it's so real. You know, us as humans, we give life a linear time frame, yeah, where we think life will begin at this stage, and by this age, I would have achieved X, Y, Z, yeah? And we put pressure on ourselves. And when we see we're not achieving something by the certain age, we set it up as we dismiss everything we're good at and we want to just do something for the sake of doing something because everyone around us is doing something so it's a bit like when we were in high school year 7 to 11 you know get your GCSEs out of the way then you go sixth form and you're thinking about uni and then if you don't go uni there's pressure because people around you are going uni and when you are in uni you think I'm going to finish uni by 21 which means I've got my life sorted and I need to get married <laughs> by 21 so the yeah. reason why we gave ourselves the age of 21 is because we thought we would be finished, finished uni, have our life together and get married by 21. Now, what that does is, let's say I, I am, uh, you know, I reached the age of 21, finished uni, not married. That's me putting a lot of pressure on myself. You know, a few years ago, I had a plan that I'm going to be have my stuff sorted by 21. And that's not the case. So in our heads, we've given ourselves a time frame subconsciously. And we're working towards it because we've given it to ourselves. 
And when we reach that age, you realize I'm not even there yet. And you realize whatever time frame you give yourself, you're never going to get there because that's the beauty of life. It's not linear. It doesn't yeah. start from one place and you get to nothing is planned. You know, you didn't know in secondary school that you're going to start a podcast. Yeah, you no. didn't think <laughs> uh, you didn't think, let me work this job so I have money to start a podcast. You, it just happened. And you know what? That's the thing. You, when you look at your CV, yeah, you're applying for jobs. So let's say you apply for a job you really, really love. Yeah. So let's say, let's say you were the employer of the publisher that came to you. Yeah. You looked at her CV and you saw she was a pianist before. You think, what on earth are you doing in my office trying to become a publisher when you were a pianist before? And the thing about CVs is, yeah, when you look at a person's CV, you think their life is so ordered and they knew exactly what they were going to do. So, you know, all the dates are there. Um, at this time, this person was studying this and it brought them here. So, like, for example, me, I could have never have known me becoming a teacher will help me do this podcast i didn't become a teacher so i can come on this podcast and talk it's just something that happened mm. whereas if you look at my cv now i can add to my cv you know i've done a podcast on freaking creativity and passion and that person will think oh this person's got their life together you know they <laughs> they're teaching they're talking about create but when i was in high school i could have never known my life is going to lead me to one day doing a podcast in this room and that's the thing we need to get this out of our head that life is so linear and it works in by this age i'm going to achieve this because uh, we as much as we would love to we want to go into our creative you know we want to go into our jobs and when they ask us why you're here because my life was a creative mess and i finally found my passion that's why i'm here but we just have to pretend like oh yeah everything i did before this was to lead me up to this place when that's never the case so mm. i think an employer is you know as an employer you realize you need to be realizing that people end up here due to them finding their passion they haven't just come here because life is so ordered <sighs> Because sometimes you end up in places where you had no idea you would idea. end up. Like you, I would have never thought. No one would have ever predicted. <laughs> we'll oh, be here. This is this person. He's studying to become a teacher, so he can eventually go on and do a podcast on creativity. Of course not, yeah. You don't predict things like that. Whereas if you looked at my CV now and I added it, you would have thought, "Ooh, that flows." You know, he became a teacher and now he's doing a podcast on creativity yeah. and passion. You know, it, it was meant for, but no one could have ever predicted it. And, that's the beauty of life. It's not linear. You just have to, when you're making your CV, you realize I didn't end up here because it was planned. It's a bit like doing A-levels and then you go on to university and study something completely different. Yeah, but the problem so, is people don't like a messy life. For example, if you're moving job to job or you're mm. changing subjects as you go and someone sees it, it's like, what's going on? What, this you, find is, what you find is those are the people that are doing things simply because they want to be, they, they want to broaden their mindset. They just want structure in their life and they're happy doing what they're doing. They don't really want to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Whereas if you ask yourself uncomfortable questions such as, am I really enjoying what I'm doing? And there's so many movies of this. You see you see movies show routines of people living, doing their office the same jobs. same nine to five. Same nine to five doing it. Some people love it. Some people love it. For them, nine to five is a peace of mind and that's fair enough. But if you ask yourself, am I enjoying this? And the answer is no. Then, you know, that's you putting yourself out of your comfort zone and thinking, what am I actually good at? And the, the reason why there needs to be change of education, a lot of people, when they ask themselves that question, they don't actually know what they're actually passionate about or what they're good at. And the reason is it was left undiscovered in school. You know, there's a really good example, yeah. And this one's going to shock you. It's a boy called Matt. This was, a, this was time ago. So Matt must be like 50 years old now. It's a boy called Matt, yeah. And from a teacher's perspective, this is funny. So Matt was a boy in school. He was good at school, so he got good grades, but he had an issue of always drawing in school, always doodling, whatever subject he went in, his, you know, sort of escapism from those subjects, because he was good at it and he got bored, he'd always draw. 
Now, as a teacher, if you saw a kid drawing, that's you thinking that's a bit disrespectful. They need to stop drawing. So, you know, tell them them to put it away. And all of his teachers, of course, did that. They told him to put it away. And now there was one teacher who thought, yo, these drawings are banging. And it was, he said it was his first grade teacher and she kept these drawings. And for that, for that, for him, that was amazing, you know, like, yo, she's keeping my drawings. That that must mean like, you know, all these other teachers in my life have said, what are you doing? Ripping it out of my book, throwing it away. Why are you wasting your time? They always call it wasting time. Now this Matt, his name is Matt Groening. You know who he is? Creator of Simpsons. And the reason why he said he ended up continuing it and not seeing it as a waste of time, because because that teacher in first grade said, Yo, these drawings are actually, and let me keep them. She said, "Let me keep them for you." And you know, you know, when you're a student and a teacher displays yeah, your work, nah, you're like, "Oh, I made it!" You know, yeah, like the, every person who walks into this class is going to see my work. And it's so funny because when I had my interview lesson at the school I applied for, in my interview lesson it was a year ten GCSE class, and now I'm there teaching GCSE content, and I had a kid drawing, and this story came to my head. I was like, "I've got people <laughs> observing me. You know, they decide whether I get this job or not." And my guy's there drawing, yeah. So do I do I see him as another Matt in the making or, or do I tell him, him to put it up? So what work. I did was I just went over to him and I was like, those drawings are beautiful. And he was like, what? And he seemed so surprised. Were they good though? Like actually? They were actually good. And he he's known for drawing now. So he's in year 11 now mm-hmm. and he's known for drawing. So I still, you know, ask people, you know, does he draw in your side? And yes, he does. Everyone knows he draws. Mm-hmm. So he might go on to actually doing something which involves drawing. But the beauty of it is he was so surprised that someone came over and said, those drawings are beautiful, as opposed to why are you drawing in my lesson for them? And I think just starting off on the positive gives them the acknowledgement that, yes, he said my drawings are beautiful and I understand why he's telling me to put them away. But he didn't say, why are you drawing? It's a waste of time. Mm. They're rubbish. Put them away. He didn't say any of that. He just said, you know, yes, they're beautiful, but we're here for something different. So I acknowledge that this is what you're good at and this is what you're passionate about. But I've only got you for 20 minutes. I'm doing an interview lesson, man. Please focus. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to get this job, man. And then, you know, so I haven't, I, I need to see him. I don't teach him this year, but I still, it's moments like that that you remember. And that was last year. And I still remember it. And in my head, I'm like, if this kid goes on to, you know, a famous graphic designer or just, just doing something that he'll, he wants to he do. He will remember that in school, my passion that I had was respected and it was discovered. You know, teachers didn't come over and rip out uh, sheets from my book saying what are these drawings and why are you drawing it? it was it was appreciated and I think that's the idea we need to learn to appreciate yes they're not good at my subject or maybe they're not focusing in my sub, but they are good at something we just need yeah. to discover what that something is because this is what's going to either make or break their life is going to decide whether they want to do something they're passionate about or whether they're doing something that they're just good about so it's, it's such an important it's so mad how something small as being creative can grow can grow into you either you either depressed as a person you're not you're either doing something you love or you're unemployed it's so it's so mad how something just discovering something you don't even need to like you just need to acknowledge someone oh you know what you're really good at that and that for them is as a kid getting acknowledgement it's so it's such a mad thing it really is because they're used to just being told to shut up and stop talking so your mindset as a teacher is actually perfect but the problem is most teachers don't have that because they're Mm. teaching a class which the kids need to learn if I'm here to teach math, I'm only here to teach math. So I ain't got time to waste on your that's true. other bullshit kind of thing. That's, I need to get true. you guys an A. That's the problem. That's true. But I think is so this is the second idea of can creativity be taught? So let's say I taught maths. Ooh. Let's say I taught maths and you're absolutely right. I'm here to get you guys the best possible grades. 
and you know have i really got time to make them to discover their passion but then what happens is the beauty of school is you've obviously got so many subjects and when i say everyone's good at something oh. there's going to be one subject that they enjoy and i remember a person described it as think about your experience at school you might have hated school but there was always that one teacher that you would describe as they woke you up so for me the reason why i became a teacher is because you know i wasn't good at maths i wasn't good at science but there was the one teacher within the essay based subjects that woke me up and made me realize actually you know what your essays are really good or you can write really good essays and i pissed about in school but she made yeah. me realize you know this is something you're clearly good at and then that developed into a passion now, i could have i could have been like oh you know yeah whatever but you always have that one teacher that Who? I, i think Who was it? it was miss khan miss khan oh, you know, you know. maybe she ends up watching this set our email later <laughs> and so you you always have that yeah, one teacher that sick. wakes you up and i think that's a very good description of it because in school you go you know even when you're looking at your time to be like oh i got this but you know what at least i have this subject fifth period because it's something i really enjoy yeah. so that uh, matt matt grain and he must look forward to art because and he actually described he said in his school they had such expensive art equipment no one would ever use it because no one had a real passion so he took it upon himself and he would use the equipment because he's that was his he was in a place where he felt like you know this is my zone this is my element this is that's what the book i'm reading talks about finding your element and mm. being in an so this is your element when you walk in here you see microphones you know a computer yes. there a person to speak this is your element you want to find <laughs> out more about whereas when you go into a normal office day to day you're like ah oh, this this crap so when i walk into a classroom now i'm i'm still at the stage where i'm questioning oh am i in my element or am i just doing this because people are telling me i'm good at it so i'm still because i'm still young i'm still at that stage but is good that I've ex- I'm exposing myself to and you're absolutely right teachers don't they don't know this because the thing is not everyone has I randomly stumbled across creativity so you know I like watching TED talks I I like watching actors do TED talks because I'm into movies and he was one of the ones who did it on creativity so I thought why not mm-hmm. and it makes me think you know the one the one I watched from Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. when he talked it made me think about Joaquin Phoenix so the Joker <sighs> recently have you seen it I was thinking if Joaquin Phoenix and you realize this you know actors that are really good at what they do or people who are really good at what they do there's a reason why they use social media so less or they have someone running it for them because they know what this might take away from my creative process so I remember I was watching his interview so after I saw the movie I was like yo he was too good in that I need to understand you know how he did what he did is normal you watch interviews after and he said as he was reading the script you know stuff like his weight loss or yeah. tears coming down him in his particular scene those are things they're not in the script is up to you as an actor you find the character and you do what you do now he realized if i'm playing this person the joker they're going to have side effects from medicine so i need to lose weight now if he was someone who's on twitter and using instagram he could have read the script and be like <laughs> what are people of twitter going to want me to do or what are people of instagram going to like to see and let me do what they want to see because that's going to get me the most he thought no what is this character in real life going to be like let me focus my attention on that and you know what you always find this so people like leonardo dicaprio amazing at what they do you look, you find their twitter account is mainly run by management because he realizes what it does to you what it does to you and the more creative you want to be the less you realize as creative as social media could be it also has the opposite effect that's so. why i'm slowly slowly getting off social media yeah and that's that's day. why I'm you know you put that out there for kids because kids love their social media you know now tiktok's on the rise oh, yes you God. can be creative with it but then TikTok. it also comes with so much you make one wrong move and everyone's on your case and you know recent tragedies like you know the love island presenter stuff like it could have such a 
negative impact as well as but social media is just another distraction from what we can be possibly doing Mm. stopping our creativity exactly but going back to the question of can you teach creativity it's still mind-boggling in my head because it's such an amazing question because it's it's not something you can teach it's just something you discover within yourself i think from from my perspective because i teach kids for me it's a difference from let's say you're teaching a maths equation you know you can teach a kid one plus one equals two that's direct instruction you're telling them when you add these two things together you get two you can't teach creativity in that you can't say you need to be creative in this way because everyone's creative in a different way they all have their different definition of creativity the way i try to do it is you know like when i saw those girls perform in greece i was like oh you know you have a real talent for it i think you should pursue it that's them realizing oh you know what I'm not good at my academic subjects, but I've got a real art for creativity in terms of when I perform on stage. And you see someone singing in assembly, you know, and you tell them, yo, you've got vocals, you know, I think you should pursue. So I think me as a teacher, just giving them the encouragement and acknowledgement that you are good at something. And until kids, until you tell someone they're good at something, they don't really acknowledge. So until... As much as you're doing these podcasts for yourselves and, you know, you're doing it to learn from others, the feedback you get lets you know whether you're good at actually what you do because you don't want to do something you're not good at. And you that need, a, as well as having a passion for it, you need to know I am doing it in the right way. I'm doing it in the best possible way. So just the acknowledgement. So, yeah, you can't teach it, but I think it depends on what you define as teaching. it. I think just letting them know, yes, you're good at this and you should pursue it. That alone is telling them I'm creative in this aspect. And I would never word it to them. Oh, you know, you're so creative in this field. I think because that's boring for kids. Yeah. I You just praise them on it and you're so, so good at this. I think you should pursue it and giving them the motivation they need. So, you know, no one could have told Matt in that room, you're so amazing. Oh, I think one day you're going to grow up to be a developer. <laughs> you you're you're going to make a cartoon and, you know, you're going to be... A, they just needed to tell him in the sign of, let me display your artwork in my classroom. That for him was enough to realize this is my creative, this is where I'm most creative. I need to pursue this. So I think just having the right people around, whether that's a friend, family member, teacher, whoever it is, having them around you, just to let them, just to let the person, you know, you're actually good at this. I think you should pursue it. And that's what I mean, Asian families, yeah. Th- this idea of what are people going to say they're not actually realizing what 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 is my kid actually good at mm. i mean like maybe what if i could have been a cricketer what if i you know a recent you know the first ever time i went go-karting yeah this is a bit mad yeah, yeah. you know the first ever time you do something so when i went and you're like oh i'm actually good at this and then your head start thinking what if my how parents what if my parents put me in this thing when i was young uh, how far could i have actually gone and that's the idea of was this a talent left undiscovered and did I miss out on something? And is it too late to now pursue it? So, you know, what if Lewis Hamilton, where he is now, what up. if his parents didn't? Because I, you know, when you look at his Wikipedia or his life story, he's been go-karting yeah. since the age of like four or five. What if his parents didn't put him in a go What if he reached the age of 15, just went go-karting with his, what if it was too late to, you know, actually, so it's it's small things like that. If you If you haven't got the right people around you, there's so many talents you leave undiscovered. And this is what I mean by, we want our kids to be as creative as possible. We want when we when you're choosing a life partner, you want them to be as creative as possible because you don't want to be with someone who's not got a real passion or something they're not creative about or something that makes them stand out. Is these are things you look at when you eventually become an employer or when you are choosing your guest for your podcast, 
you're not just choosing anyone. You want someone who has that thing to them where they can actually come on and talk about something. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of the... So we look for creativity around the world. It's just we do it so subconsciously. So when I say it improves your life chances, it, you know, it it does it in ways where, yeah, you're not teaching the person to be creative, but it makes you stand out as opposed to someone who's just within the crowd. So very, very important. But going back to Lewis Hampson, as I grew up, I was... I was put into a lot of activities. My mom put into me yeah. a lot of shit like growing up. I've done a lot of stuff. But do you think it's something that you're passionate can grow into? For example, Lewis Hamilton started this from early. Mm. Do you think he was passionate from the beginning and it's slowly gone or has he always been passionate about it? Or was he given that passion? I think, I think, can passion passion, be given? I think passion grows. I think it grows. So when we're kids, this is the idea of when you're a kid, you have an innate ability to learn. You love learning when you're a child yeah. because you don't really know anything. You want to know as much as you can. And when you grow up, you reach the stage of, I think I've learned enough. Let me now be distracted by whatever X, Y, Z. So him, I, forget even Lewis Hamilton. Us as kids, uh, when we're exposed to so many different things, this is why it's so good that your parents got you involved in so many different things because they realize, because you don't know about so many different things, it's only once you realize there's so many different things out there in the world maybe you learn about something you're passionate so it definitely is something that grows you're not born with i don't think you're born with a passion for something and your passion could change over the years so yeah maybe you and that also that always happens people change the professions even if they bought them fame or they were really really good at it and they did it because maybe they have it now and you so bill gates bill gates is a very good example it came to my head he had a passion for software and you know making microsoft what it is and then I think he lost that passion. So he's now left Microsoft behind. His new passion now is uh, charity work. Uh, yeah, he's involved in d- a lot uh, That's his full-time job. And now you could argue, why didn't he stay in Microsoft? Why didn't he remain the CEO and take it? You know, maybe he's the person for it and taking it. He realized, I'm, I've done my time. Let me now <laughs> hand it over to someone who can maybe take it further. Yeah. He could have saw it as, oh, you know, this was my real passion. This is what I've known all my life. This is what I'm going to continue doing because he changed his passion. You know, he went into charities. Now my real passion. I've done my bit in software engineering. Let me go and do something that I've actually got a new passion. So, yeah, yeah pa- you learn about what you're passionate about and it could change. So right now I've got a te- uh, passion for teaching. And I always tell myself, maybe in a few years from now, I don't have it. Maybe it goes away because, you know, teaching stressful, uh, work hours, workload, as beautiful as it is, I can easily lose that passion. And then it's up to me to discover what what have I I got a passion for now. But that's the beautiful thing nowadays. There's so many things you can do. The possibilities are just endless. You haven't touched on yoga. You haven't touched on skiing, yeah. and snowboarding. There's so much, and that's that's the beauty. Of, that's why when we talk about there. life is not linear. It's a creative mess. That's the beauty of life. You, there's no one road that you take. You always, it's like a bit like you. If you go traveling, you might realize actually, ooh, I can actually be doing this, and you know, this is my. Ro-. Is when you see something, and that's why when they say there was a teacher who woke you up. It could be a life experience that wakes you up or it could be something you see on the road that wakes you up. Uh, something someone does that wakes you up. Something someone talks about that wakes It's just about... Something is there. It's just about discovering it. And there's no age for when you discover it. It's just, are you are you taking roads that will allow you to discover it? Because if you sit at home, you're not going to discover anything. Yeah, of course. You're not, doing, you're not physically doing anything to actually discover it. So it's about actually 
going out there and finding something yeah she want to discover but how long do you think you should give yourself to discover it because people give up quite easily so they, they touch up on it let's say i've done only two episodes and i'm like okay i'm done now i don't really want to do this anymore mm. but i haven't given myself that actual time to go further and see mm. if i actually enjoy this more i think there's two things about that if you are someone who finds you give up very easily uh, that is you would ask yourself was i truly passionate about this so i'll give you an example during my training year for teaching the most horrible year of my life like the pgc i wanted to drop out within the first three months because i was like this is horrible but then within me i knew if i've wanted to do this all my life surely there's got to be something there. Yeah. like i've got passion so no matter how hard it is you stick it out so the number one thing you ask yourself have i really got a passion for this or am i doing it because i thought i'll get quick reviews or quick money out so you ask yourself you know why was i actually doing this yeah. and you'll realize if you had a real passion for it you'll continue doing it because if you're saying oh, i'm not doing this for the money or i'm not doing this for the views you continue doing it regardless and if those things come they come as a bonus the second thing is there is no time frame for when you actually succeed at something it's a bit like what you were saying in your other podcast right you release 99 videos none of them do well you release that one and mm. it's like these podcasts you release a hundred of them people think you know all these topics are dead and then you release that one topic which people are like oh you know i really connected or each video at least one person is connecting to it so for example me when i saw the motivation and success when i was like you know cool and then i saw the islam in the 21st century i was like oh it's a bit more relatable whereas let's say i was uh, not of the faith of islam and i cared about uh, uh, i needed a bit of motivation i would have related to the other one more than so maybe you're inspiring what is just about your mindset and why am i truly doing this am i doing this for the sake of my passion or am i doing it for and you know that's that's the thing about being passionate about so it doesn't always entail financial riches you know you could be so broke doing something you love but would you rather be depressed doing something you make money of or that's and, that, and question, that's the thing you know when you are in your element the sacrifice when you are in your element doing something you love your sense of time changes so when we're doing this podcast we don't even know when we started like it, it must have been ages since we st- because we're doing we're d- both here talking about something we're passionate about so Perfect. one hour could feel like five minutes versus when you go into your office, office oh, ooh, time that goes slow. five minutes would feel like one hour so <laughs> yeah. your time if you're someone who's in your job and you're element of the, you you feel like am i in my element or not a good way to judge it is what's the time say oh, and i realize so this when i'm in school time goes quick now i don't know whether that's because i see different kids every hour uh, there's periods so it's like period one two three four five i don't know whether it's because of that or whether it's because i'm truly passionate about that's what i mean i'm still on the journey myself you know mm. am i really passionate about this or is it something that's just time's going fast for the sake of going fast so and like I'm, we're already halfway through the year, so I always think, am I in my element? Really because time's going so fast, so that's a good way to judge it. And the second way to judge it, and this is from the book, by the way. So he talks about when you do something you love, um, you could be physically tired. So you know, you could come to, you do a day job five days a week, and then you do the podcast over the weekend. You could be physically tired because you're working five days a week, and then you're coming to your podcast. But you would realize when you do something you love. You're physically tired, but you are spiritually uplifted. You know, you although yeah. you think, yeah, I'm physically tired. I still have the. Uh, I did something I enjoy. You know, you're really into it. I did something I enjoy. You know, I inspired a couple of people. I inspired myself. I learned something new. So you feel like spiritually you're on a high. Whereas when you're doing something you don't love, you might be physically tired, but then also within you, you're you're drained. S- you're drained. So you're drained both. 
physically and mentally, spiritually, bro. mentally. It's all gone. And those are two good ways of judging it. When you think about, am I in my element? Am I doing something I truly love? What is my sense of time like? Is is time going fast for me? Am I someone who's counting down the hours? And uh, well, you know, what is uh, the second thing? You know, am I feeling spiritually uplifted? Am I feeling drained when I come back home? And you, re- you know, people around you can tell when you're drained. So my mom always asks me how my day was after work, and she can tell when you, when I've had a bad day compared <laughs> to when I've had a good day. And if you are doing something simply because you're good at it, whereas you have no passion, you're going home every day, probably same facial expression. You don't even realize it, and just getting on with your day to day life and not realizing because you've never asked yourself questions. You never yeah. asked yourself things to put you out of your comfort zone. So I think it's a good time, like step away from the create the mess of your life or this ordered structure of your life, and ask yourself: Am I doing something because I'm actually good at it? Am I doing something because I have a real passion for it? Um, what is my sense of time like? You know, when I'm doing something I enjoy, time goes quickly. Versus when I'm doing something I don't enjoy, time goes so slowly. Uh, and you know, am I feeling spiritually uplifted? Am I physically and mentally drained? Stuff like so. Teaching's tiring, but yeah you get that sense of reward. Oh, you know, what if I've inspired this student? Or what if I've inspired... And, you know, when you receive positive uh, postcards or a parent tells you, you know, you don't know... It's like a bit like you when I'm telling you the way I teach. You're like, oh, you know, you sound like a teacher I would have won. That for me is, oh, although my week is so tiring, spiritually, I'm like, yes. You're uplifted. You've got a bit of energy now. And life is all about energy. We feed off energy. If you don't have the right energy, you're not going to... It's all about energy at the end of the day. And that's where you could say creativity and passion comes as yeah. well you get energy when you do those things like all of a sudden i'm energized because i'm here yeah when i was just tired like a couple exactly. of minutes ago it's, it's a bit <laughs> mad like you you would be willing to work seven days a week if you do something you love you don't see it as something that oh i'm just doing this because i have to and i'm just getting along that's the thing about people who do stuff they love they can't stop talking about it because they love it it's <laughs> yeah, part of their yeah, everything yeah, yeah. they don't see it as work <laughs> yeah they see it as you know this is my way of life versus someone who's got a normal i'm doing this because i'm good at it you know, oh yeah, I have work tomorrow, I have to go and do my thing, come back home. And, and that's the same routine every day. Now, some people love that routine, you know that. Some people are comfortable. It's just about, if you are if willing to are. lead that life, then fair enough. But if you want to ask yourself some uncomfortable questions, and that's what I trust. So when I look at my classroom, I think, in order to save you lot, let's try to discover your talents yeah. now. Let's try to discover your passion now. What are you passionate about? And whenever we think, you know, it doesn't have to be a madness. Not everyone's going to make it in that class. Not everyone's going to be famous. No one has to make Not it. Every, exactly, because your definition of passion could be completely different or your definition of what makes me happy. Everyone has a different definition of what makes You know, some people love working in an ordinary store, like a bookstore, because they love being surrounded by books, or a game store, because they love being surrounded. Like that for them, that is, although they're not financially uh, rich, they for them, that's not the priority. For them, it's more about, am I happy in life? So what would you say if they don't really have a creativity and passion? If they're not really passionate mm. for anything? Would you consider them like lost in their kind of I think there's so one reason could be it hasn't been discovered. So maybe and what you would find is usually they've made it in like a they're like a middle age or young age, they've left school and they're realizing actually I don't know what I'm good at. And that's probably because one, they probably messed the bite in school and they saw they didn't see it. Why does it feel like everyone's like that though? Yeah. Everyone doesn't know what to do these it, days. No one's passionate is. about anything. And I think you know what it is? I think everyone just wants to make it nowadays, not knowing how hard people have worked to make it. So uh 
everyone just looks at the end product rather than how not did knowing how they got there. It's a bit how like you know Ian Wright. He's an example. Yeah. My form class did an assembly on him. Yeah, you look at him. Oh, footballer. Oh, why can't I make it as a footballer? That's what you you know. You look at people. You see the end product. Oh, oh, Shah Rukh Khan actor. Why can't I make it as an actor? Yeah. And then you look at their life. Yeah, Ian Wright. You know his passion for football and his talent for football got discovered in school because he was so crap at his subjects always sent out of the class one teacher took it upon himself you know what what are you actually good at saw him playing football and they were like through football they taught him life you know why is it important to pass to people why is it important you interact with people in a kind way why is it important that you have these relationships yeah. and all of that he learned through football yeah. now it could have gone the opposite way he could have just been kicked out of school on road playing in goals and whatever not being discovered so everyone looks at the end product they never look at how did this person actually make it where they are so when you say you know what if someone doesn't have a passion what if they're not create it's fine if you know whenever you talk about creativity people think they're not creative because oh i'm not good at drawing i'm yeah. not good but like i said you could be creative in any in any stuff you could be creative doing these podcasts you know what is different about your podcast that other people do uh, what is different about the guests coming on your podcast that other people don't have the same way musicians, what makes them uh, creative. Different. Mathematicians, uh, what gives them the creative edge. So stuff like that. You could be creative doing where it's just about, I think, discovering it. And as humans, we all are different. You know, you're different from your sibling. Your two parents are different Very. from each other. Every single person in this world is different from each other. We all have something of use. I don't think there's ever going to be a case where this person is just not good at anything. There's always some... You ask the, like... The, the kid with the lowest grade not good at you what do you actually enjoy even if it's a game they're good at it you know maybe if they channel that in the right way they go on to becoming a gamer and you find that people who were uh, crap at school went on to become so there is something always good i think it's a matter of discovering it chasing towards it and working your ass off to actually achieve it because it's not as easy as oh my talent's been discovered now i'm gonna make it you actually have to work hard, be disciplined towards it and, you know, go on to actually achieve it. It's not as easy as I've discovered it and yeah. now I'm going to go on for it. But I don't think it's all about the end product. Mm. You don't have to, let's say I'm a footballer, I don't have to be a footballer at a Premier League team. Yeah, I could be in League One and exactly. still be able to have fun yeah, with it. And, and for example, this as yeah. well, I don't need a million of views. Yeah. I don't need the most. I just need us two and just talking yeah. to be honest and that's to be like for all we can no, no one best. could be listening to this but we've gone away today thinking oh we've talked about something we were passionate about yeah. and we've educated both of ourselves on something we didn't know so it's all about different definitions of creativity and passion doesn't mean making it in your field it just means doing something you love and discovering something you love if you make it that's a bonus if you don't which majority of us won't you just know you're doing something you love. So but it's that's more the problem. Even I'm a victim of it, that we, we want to make it at the yeah. end. We want that million views. We want to be in Premier League team. It's we it's just want to be the best. It's, it's natural though, but yeah, it's true. I guess you just have to channel that in the right way. What am I going to do to make it? I have to work hard. And when you work hard, you make it at your own level. And, and at your own pace. At your own pace. And I think everyone needs to... We, we need we live in a world now where we need to be real with ourselves yeah when you're crap at something understand you're crap at something <laughs> and when you, you you know when you're when you've got the passion and the right mindset for something so you know you know I'm actually good at this I'm gonna pursue I think people right now have a false image of 
let me pursue this although I'm, i haven't got real passion or i'm not good at it, i just want to make it so it's a bit like like i said when i'm in the front of the classroom and i demonstrate no passion kids see that same way if you make a youtube video just for the sake of making it because you want to make it people will see you're doing this just for the sake of me you're not doing it because you have a real passion so i think channeling your energy in the right way and it's all about mindset isn't it so you started this off so for all weekend no one could be listening to this but you don't care about that because mm. at the end of the day you're doing this to educate yourself and if it to bangs it bangs you don't yeah. the end purpose isn't it bang if it bangs it's a bonus but if it doesn't you know it's, it's whatever so yeah, I think we just need to get that yeah, end result out of our head yeah. and the, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process, and yeah, the, the pro way. and you realize when you enjoy the process, that's when you truly find actually this is your passion. You realize, oh snap! I don't even want to reach my end product. The process has led me somewhere else. Like that pianist, always going back to her. For her, the process was just playing the piano, and you know her for end her, to her, realize her end product at that time was oh. I want to play in the biggest concerts, yeah. make the you know. Uh, have a big audience but then her process led her to realize none of this is for me but if you ask that at that time you know what's your end product oh I want to play in front of the biggest audience or I want to uh, play the most beautiful piece ever but then someone asked her do you actually enjoy it and that changed the whole process the same way you could be doing these podcasts one day someone comes on and you realize oh podcasts aren't my passion <laughs> yeah. what this person said is and then it changes your whole outlook and that's when I say life is not linear. It, it's a creative mess, you know, it changes. So we need to get this mindset out, like by this age, I need to achieve this. By this age, I need to be where I'm at. Uh, I'm doing this to reach this. There's no such thing. Enjoy yeah. the process, uh, let it take you where it needs to take you. But the problem is, is the fear of change. Because mm. for example, if you're doing something for a certain amount of years, the change part, like how long, um, say she was playing piano for X amount of years, that change to her to go to become a publisher, she was obviously scared to jump towards because she's been doing piano for so long. Let's say mm. I've done podcasting for five years and then someone says, oh, you should become a musician. But that, that's more I don't want to really leave, no, bro. No, but if, then if you say you don't really want to leave, then you ask yourself, um, are you not leaving because you love what you're currently oh, doing? Okay. Which means, you know, you're in an okay position, you don't need to leave. The only reason I think why she left was because something inside of her let her know that yeah, I'm actually not enjoying this. True. So I'm just doing this because my family were musicians. All my siblings did uh, music at school and university. I sort of just went into that. So it's a bit like, I always go back to Asian families. Yeah, They want you to be doctors or engineers <laughs> or whatever. You grow up and be that engineer or doctor. And one day your patient just asks you, you know, you, you never look happy when you're treating patients. You know, do you actually enjoy this? That could be the wake up moment. Now, this doctor could have had a passion of writing. They could have had a passion of acting. They could have had a passion of, you know, just podcasts, whatever. And then that for them, obviously you won't be stupid. You won't leave your full-time job and go, yeah, okay, I'm leaving this and back. <laughs> you would slowly move towards your passion and see where is it going to lead me. But the idea is just, you know what, just realizing alone, am I actually enjoying this? It's a, it's a hard question. Mm. I always ask myself and I always tell people, you know, is teaching still for me? Am I doing it because I'm just good at it or people tell me I'm good at it? Because, uh, you know, am I really passionate? I don't think, you know, we are, that's another thing. You always question whether you are passionate about something. So your podcast, maybe eventually, yeah, you're not doing it for the use, but maybe after a while you reach a stage where you're like, ah, oh, where is this actually leading me? You know, uh, I haven't had any positive feedback. Yeah, or yeah, People yeah. aren't telling me good things. Am I really, am I losing my passion for it? Have I got the effort to go into the studio every other day and, you know, make, so it's all about, actually realizing sticking to your passion and 
it is tough, isn't it? No, but that's it's, life. It's Nothing's point. easy. But Struggle. that's why it's so mad how something as small as creativity leads on to passion, leads on to something that makes or breaks your life. It's a bit of a madness. All right, it's all so right. mad. But the last thing I want to touch on is the competition. Because at the end of the day, it is all a competition, for example, mm. that people, when they get involved into football, becoming a musician or even an actor, is you need to be better than the person you're against. Because, for example, if you're there for an interview and there's five people and only one gets a spot, you have to try and be better than the rest mm. and show that you're better than the rest. I so think how do you deal with that I think when it comes to that? that mindset alone of... Because you're all be, passionate about the same topic. Yeah, but this is what um, only one gets Joseph it. Gordon Lewitt, he talks about in his, in his TED talk about, you know, creativity is being killed by social media. What he said was, when you're obviously on Twitter or Instagram, or like you said, you're a footballer, you want to be better than X, Y, Z. Um, that alone is limiting how good you are at something. So he gave an example of his acting. When he was on Twitter, when he newly made Twitter, and then he made Instagram, he would go on other actors' profiles look at their followers and be like, oh, why have they got more? And these are people he's working with. Yeah. So he would look at, for example, let's say he's working with Christian Bale on Batman, Batman. or he's working with Tom Hardy. These are way bigger actors than he is. Now, if he goes on their Instagrams or Twitters and he thinks, yo, these look got a mad following. Now he goes on set the next day and he's like, I'm working with these people who have a mad... Him as a creative person, he's not going to give his best performance. That alone is limiting him. Now, let's say Messi and Ronaldo, Yeah. yeah. In their heads, you know, as much as we compare them to, to each other, I don't think they ever come in it. So they you know, subconscious, subconsciously, they <laughs> might compare each other. But if they go onto the field in a El Clasico, yeah, when it used to happen, oh. going on thinking, I'm going to bang more goals than Messi today. And that alone would limit the way he played because you would change the, you're changing everything about you on that day. You you're thinking, no, no, I just want to score. You're limiting how the way you usually play. So when you say there's a lot of competition and, Everyone's trying to be better than every. I think the first step is you need to realize people within your field. So whether it's musicians, whether it's uh, teachers, whether it's people who do podcasts, you don't see people who are doing it as competition. You see them as these are my colleagues. I want to do. Ooh. I want to be. You don't even say I want to be just as good. At, I just want to do what they're doing. If not, add something new. And I think that allows you to rather than your mind thinking. Oh, am I doing something better than them? Oh, am I doing this or am I doing that? You just think, I'm in my own space. I'm doing my thing. The same way. So when you say, you know, you're a footballer and you want to play, you want to be better than such and such. You don't. If you always compare yourself to that footballer, you are taking away from your own game. Or if you always compare to, he knows he's never going to be like Tom Hardy. He knows he's never going to be like Christian Bale. If he goes on to set every day comparing himself to those two things, He's never gonna get anywhere. It's a bit like Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. When the news came out, he's playing Joker. If he compared himself to Heath Ledger, we might have not got the Joker we have today because he might have thought Heath Ledger played this Joker. I need to do better than him. Yeah. What he thought was, this is my version of the Joker. Let me see. Let me show the world my version. If he saw it as, let me let me be go and com- let me compare. Let me be competitive with Heath Ledger and. Let me put on a display that's like his, but better than his, because I'm going to do something that he hasn't done. We would have seen that. We would have been like, yo, he's trying to be like Heath Ledger, and he didn't really add anything new, but he saw it as the mindset, as this is my this is my creative space. Let me show the world what I can do with my version of it. So when you are in a field, instead of thinking, so for example, you right now, oh, Joe Rogan does podcasts, and he's <laughs> so much better than me. Instead of thinking that, you think, he's just a colleague. You know, Joe Rogan's a colleague of mm. mine. And he does such and such and 
you know, I do such and such as well, but this is what makes me have my podcast and this is what gives him his podcast. So realizing that puts you at a place where you have a healthy mindset. It's not a constant, you're not in the world thinking, oh, I want to be better than this person because it's the same thing with gaining followers. You're never going to be, there's always going to be someone you want to be better than and you're never going to reach a level where you're content. See, that's there's a always beautiful mindset. Yeah, but it's so someone. hard when you've been grown up and you've been raised around comparison mm. your whole life. But that's why you're doing these podcasts, isn't it? To change your mindset. And the the more you educate yourself. So now, because you know that now, and now that we know that, now you're going to see these podcasts as, oh, I'm not trying to make a podcast to be better than Joe Rogan or whoever else does podcasts. I'm simply doing it because own. I want... This is my pod. This is when the person comes into this uh, studio, they're here on my podcast and it's what I make of it. You're not doing this because you didn't. When you messaged me, you didn't say, "Yo, I'm trying to make a podcast better than Joe Rogan. Are you up for it?" Otherwise, Let's I would be like, "Yo, views. what, what are you trying to views. do? You said it because yeah. I'm trying to educate myself, and you know, I wanna, I wanna get a better understanding of different topics in the world. And now, who knows? Maybe you discover your creativity, or you discover your passion that you have for something through this podcast, and that's like a side effect of it happening." So yeah, yeah, I think it's just people need to try and just mm. see what they're passionate about, just touch on whatever they can, because there's a lot of things we don't touch up on, and there's so many things out there. But mm. there's a lot of things that stop us from like doing, actually doing them from fear, insecurities, what people think. That plays a huge factor to actually following what you want to do. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. so I th- I think the main takeaways are, you know, just to kind of summarize this whole thing, creativity. Uh, no matter what stage you are at your life, try and discover it because i'm privileged enough to actually be a teacher and i'm being exposed to all of these different things i now realize these 30 students in front of me before i wouldn't i only realized it because i've actually done reading on creativity and watched a lot of talks on creativity now i realize yeah they're not good at my subject but they are good at something and why is this useful because we look for it all our lives you know we want to be as creative as possible we want children that are going to be as creative as possible we want life partners that are going to be as creative as possible we want to be the most creative person possible and it links directly onto if you have discovered something you are creative at that gives you the edge in life because you most likely will go on to doing something you love and you are passionate about and so when he talks about this a second climate crisis it is about people doing jobs that they don't enjoy so this is why it's so important to actually discover what is it that you enjoy and i think anyone who's listening to this right now doing a job that you know they feel i'm just going in because i'm good at or i'm just doing it because i haven't found something i think ask yourself even if you think you are enjoying something i think it's so uncomfortable asking yourself do yeah, I actually enjoy what I'm very doing? Uncomfortable and question. Yeah, and w- it's very uncomfortable. When you ask yourself at work, you know, sometimes I sit back on my chair yeah, and I look at my classroom and I'm like, <laughs> or sometimes when I'm teaching a certain class, I'm like, mm, do I actually enjoy this? Do I do I actually want to be here or do I want to just... Yeah. And the thoughts that go through your mind like that, they're so natural and real. You realize, you know, crap, do I actually want to... And it's such hard questions, but you have to ask yourself. And I think... Is good now because we're having talks like this and I think the Asian mentality or whoever it is like uh, Paulo Coelho, he was freaking Brazilian and he didn't have Asian parents. So they still had that mentality. So I'm assuming it's obviously around the world. It's not just Asians that say, you know, what are people going to think? But without us knowing, you know, there's a lot of Asian kids out there who don't know what they're good at because their parents thought, you know, what are people going to say? I could have been one of those kids. What if my parents were like, 
uh, what if I want to do something like what if you tell your parents you know I want to do podcasts and they're like what do you mean so you mean our relatives are going to see what is this podcast? how much how much is going to bring so in? what you're going to you're going to go there and talk to people you do that in everyday life anyways why don't you just do it why don't you go to an actual job and talk to people there that's yeah, a podcast yeah, yeah. so they don't get it but I think now we're moving towards a more you know a society that actually gets it that's also the thing it changes a yeah. lot like parents will never understand what you're going through mm. and neither with your kids yeah. generations always and I think realising that life is not linear so is life is not a straight line whenever we see things you know by this age I want to achieve this or by this age I need to life's not like that you know, it doesn't work in a straight line where this day you've achieved this and your CV you realise how fake your CV is <laughs> not and, and, I, and I don't mean fake as in you've made things up I mean fake as in 10 years from now, five years from now, you would look at your CV and you would see it's in such an order where you're like, my life wasn't actually that ordered. I had to go through so many struggles and different things to actually get to where I am. So let's say, you know, you look back and you're, you're either still doing podcasts and you're successful and you look at your CV and it has, you know, podcast on there. You would never think to yourself, all of those things I did before a podcast led me to where I am. It was a creative mess. You had to go through so many different routes, talk to so many different people to get to the way you're at. And Literally. that's how fake CVs are, isn't it? You look at your CV but and you're like... But people are scared to get messy, yeah. which is the truth. It's true because it puts them out of the comfort zone. But that's where you truly find yourself when you're yeah. out of your comfort zone. That's where you discover who you are. Like, I had a fear of going to uni because going to uni where I'm like... You know, you're in school, you've known these people throughout your life, and then you go to uni, you're like, you know, the anxiety of don't know anyone. I'm going to drop out within my first couple of months. I'm like, I don't know anyone. I haven't made a friendship group. Um, I don't really fit in. Everyone's smarter than me. That's me out of my comfort zone. But you, what that taught me was everyone's different. Not everyone has the same view as you. And it made me... The same with retail, you know, the get a retail job while you're at uni. Ah, yeah, what do you no. mean I have to face customers every day? <laughs> you know, and but then that, I feel like doing retail made me a better teacher because now I put up with no nonsense because I've been through it in my... Yeah, 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 so yeah, everything yeah. you do in life that puts you out of your comfort zone has a massive end result on you as a person. So that's why people say, you know what, it was a really good example, yeah. Um, a, a person came in when we were training to be teachers, he came in and he said, fold your arms. So just the way you're doing now, he said, fold your arms. And we all folded them. Right now we're comfortable because this is the way we fold our arms. Yeah. And then he said, do it with your other arm. So the way you're not used to fold your arms the other way. And you feel uncomfortable oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's not your natural. Yeah. And he said, when you're at that position in life, that's when you know you're growing as a person because you're out of your comfort zone. You no longer feel safe. You know, you're so, why am I folding my arms this way when that's not the usual way I do things? And he said, when you realize this isn't the usual way I do things, you grow. So you're the first time you were in the studio you realize, I don't, wait, what, this is so new to me. <laughs> yes, I have a passion for it, but I'm also yeah. uncomfortable because, you know, I have so much to learn. Is this the right way of doing a podcast? Is this Definitely. the wrong way? And you you realize the more you do it, it's no longer an uncomfortable zone for you. So by my second year, by the end of my first year, uni was just another thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm doing it. I'm going to get through it. Whereas when you start something, it's a bit like folding your arms the other way or writing with your other hand. You're so uncomfortable doing it you know, I think it's just realizing the reason why you're uncomfortable because you've never done it before. And until you don't do it, you're not going to really uh, understand whether I'm actually good at this. Am I not? Uh, do I have a passion for it? Do I not? So it's the fear. Of, that's why I say when we're at kids, when we are kids, we're at our most creative problem because there's no fear of yeah. what other people are going to think. Am I going to be wrong? Whereas teaching kids older, now, as you get older, so much social media pressure 
uh, pressure from parents and pressure from uh, you know people around us what are they going to think and it's a bit like you doing these party you know subconscious you're thinking oh uh, do i actually what are people going to think when they when they, whenever you put instagram posts up 8 p.m a new episode's out you think uh what are people going to think about this episode is it actually a good episode to release to the world so sometimes you might have heard this part you're like yo this is crap i don't think i can actually release yeah, it. you might yeah. think that and the other thing is the guests you bring on. Subconsciously, you think, do I want this person on my podcast? Because what do people think about this person? Does this person has a following that they can bring to my podcast? Uh, is this person who has some interest? So as much as we say, you know, we don't care about what other people think, we do lessen our self-creativity uh, uh, through a creative process because you thinking all of those things, imagine in your head you think, I can't release this podcast or whatever podcast because what are people going to think or no one's going to listen and that podcast is actually very very good and you've just now taken away from your creativity and your safe space because of what other people and as it's so natural as much as we say you know we don't care about what other people think you we do we do inside we do and it, and i think acknowledging yes we do is one thing but just suppressing those feelings and realizing at the end of the day if i want to do what i need to do i'm going to do it anyways so you releasing them every friday or at least you try to every friday that's you thinking, yeah, people might find them crap or yeah, no one's actually listening to them, but at least I'm getting the fulfillment exactly. I want from them and I'm doing what I want to do. So just that understanding of that's the only way I'm going to remain happy. And, you know, we all have our things that we escape to. So we all have our things that we want to do. Yeah, escapism. So whether it's gaming, reading books, watching movies, TV shows. But see, I've realised that consuming makes you less actually producing mm. so that when it comes to tv shows and movies i don't think it's a good idea i think it's even I though think it, works, it is a good I think idea it's how you do it you see me as a teacher now i barely have time yet but i consume so many tv shows like literally up to date and i figured <laughs> it's actually helped me when i teach because the subjects i teach you know stuff like sociology history re stuff like that yeah. when you're teaching those essay-based subjects you're talking about the real life Function. situations a lot you're talking about what's happening in the news and TV shows are based off real life things and what's actually happening. So when I find kids don't understand a hard concept, you know one of the quickest way to engage kids, tell them a story of a TV show you've seen. Examples. So stuff like, I've used Dexter in my you know, teaching. Is it right Is it right for people to take law into their own hands? You know, He's a person who goes out, kill. he's killing bad people. Let's talk about whether he's actually a good person. So using TV, I think is the way why are you consuming these things and have you got a process in which you are going to implement them somewhere so if you are consuming things with no end product so if i was watching tv shows all day long but i didn't have a job or yeah. i didn't have anywhere to actually talk about these tv shows or if i was maybe writing a tv show and i needed to watch them fair enough so i get influenced but if i'm just watching them being a bum then you can say yeah i'm just consuming it for the sake of consuming it but i think it depends on you as a, you need to be sensible you know, see that's what, why when your younger siblings be. play games you know you tell them be sensible with your timing because they're at yeah. a level where they're banging out for the sake of being bums isn't it yeah. whereas someone playing games to make youtube videos and having an end goal and getting views from it that's a different story you would say play all you want you know you're doing Definitely. great uh, make us some money or whatever yeah so it depends on why you are consuming what you're consuming and your end purpose for. but a lot of people don't have your mindset and they're just consuming it just because they're bored and try, just trying to get you some escapism send them a link to the <laughs> podcast then. but I th that's what i mean isn't it it, it is it is down this. to the school system so you know there's a lot of talks about schools are killing our creativity and 
not only schools are households so a lot of asian kids they haven't discovered their true passion because their parents killed their creativity and we go out and it's only when i think this is why traveling is encouraged this is why reading books is encouraged watching movies is encouraged and i always tell my students you should be doing these things because if you haven't had the right people around you giving you the right mindset maybe reading a book or maybe watching a movie or maybe listening to a podcast enlightens some and that's why i call yeah, it, it a teacher that woke you up maybe you have a book a tv show uh, a podcast you listen to that wakes you up and you discover a real passion for it Definitely. because that's the only way because like i said if you live your life the way you live it every day you can't expect to change and you won't really know what am I actually passionate That's about. That's why I started this. I watched so yeah. much podcasts and realized, you know what? I love this yeah, so much. Why it. am I not mm. doing this myself? Exactly. And maybe that's what I mean. Maybe one day someone comes on here and talks about something. Or maybe you take a combination of what everyone talks about and you're like, oh, you know, this is my real passion and I want to pursue this. Or someone puts so many ideas into your head and it makes you as a whole a better person. Because now when you talk to someone and we look at, you know, whenever we speak to people, we judge them on, you know, how much do they know about something and are they a boring person? Yeah. You know so much about different things now where you have stuff to talk about. Yeah. Whereas compared to, you know, when you talk to someone and it's like, oh, you're talking to a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, they haven't really got anything to talk about. So it's just more about understanding that everyone has different things they're passionate about. It's just whether or not they've found it. And there's so, a lot Definitely. of movies touch up on this, you know, you finding the right person to take it, take who you are out of you because sometimes where it's a bit like insecurities you know you know you have a passion and creative art for something but you're too shy to show it to the world and you haven't got the right people around you to bring it out because that same person matt who made simpsons if his teachers all of them had said yo these drawings aren't even that good you're wasting your time we simpsons might have not had simpsons oh. right now and it's stuff like it's, it's little it's little comments like that where you think you know if if this comment hadn't been made maybe we wouldn't have had this person and, and you know that's it when we look at end products whenever i see a good actor a good musician a good storyteller i always look at what is their story to how they got there and you realize they didn't just know they were good at something and they did it they had either a mentor or a teacher a parent a yeah. friend this is why it's so important having the right people around you because are they asking you the right questions and are they channeling your energy in the right way where it needs to go and as uncomfortable as that is you need you need that around you but i've definitely learned that f with creativity and passion there is no right and wrong mm, there isn't it's and everyone and has their thing. own def and you could be creative in any subject and someone's wrong on this mm. is our right yeah. if that makes sense it's true so a lot of things that people put out like i always use elon musk only because i know <laughs> I, fo I follow him you know <laughs> everything cool. he puts out everyone's like oh this isn't gonna work oh this is so right now his new project is you know, the, the boring company the tunnels oh, underground yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone's thinking how realistic is this is it gonna work that's him being creative as an engineer you know he's seen a problem he's giving creative solution for it now someone could look at that and think how stupid you know how dumb why are you gonna waste your time making tunnels but they also thought that when he was making Teslas and now look at it. So everyone's, every, your wrong could be someone's right. Your right could be someone's wrong. It's just a matter of, uh, do I in my head think this is going to work? Do the people around me believe in this? Let's go for it. So it's all about having a good mindset, having the right people around you to enforce that mindset and then going out and actually achieving and creating. Because until you change your mindset and actually find something you're actually passionate about, yeah. something you're creative about, 
you're not gonna rediscover and i think we need to be transparent with kids and our own kids and in a school so i always tell them yeah you're crap at my subject but you're not crap at everything else in life you're You've got something you're good at, and they like it. They, you know, they like acknowledging it's not the Definitely. end of the world. In school, is made to be like, if you don't do well in your academics, you're gonna, you know, it's the end of the world. You're not gonna make it anyway. It's not the case. You're always good at something. It's just a matter of have you discovered Finding it? Finding it. And that Raheem Sterling, isn't it? He went Copeland. Yeah. That school was a mess when we were there. <laughs> Who would have ever predicted during our high school that a person from Copeland is gonna make it? For Man City or for whatever, for Liverpool, whatever team he's yeah. playing for, who would have ever thought? And it's him channeling. He's and he could have been someone who you know for forget this football thing. Yeah, I've got a passion and I'm good at it, but I'd rather chill with my friends out here late at night. I'd rather be here, and that's the thing, you know. Are you channeling your energy? That's why we right. see. We know oh, when we talk about talents okay. being wasted, this is it, right? Yeah, people have a talent for something and is either wasted because you know. They, they go moving forward up, with yeah. it or they give up uh, halfway they become bums with it or you know they end up a tragedy happens they end up taking drugs and they fall off and uh, they challenge it it's all about channeling your energy into in the, the right right direction and that only happens when you have the right people around you and the right the mindset and the goal why you want to do what you want to do exactly it's a bit mad but yeah there's so many stories and there's so many examples that I can go on and on about <laughs> like of people <laughs> Doing something they're good at versus finding something they're actually passionate for. So next time, I think my advice, next time you see someone who's made it and you think, wow, you know, what what an amazing performance or what an amazing character this was. You, you look at their life story and yeah. you usually find there's they've such a mad story well. that they've been through to get to where they are. It isn't just that they discovered, oh, I'm good at acting. <laughs> Let me go and now be an actor. And it doesn't work like that. They usually have gone through so many other things to get to where they are and it's mad we just need to realize that definitely 